Welcome to the Christ the King podcast on this Sunday, August 22nd. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And today in the church here is the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, which means we are about halfway through Trinity Tide. Now, the first five Sundays after Trinity, we had the scripture telling us about God's love for mankind, his salvation for us. Then the next five Sundays, we heard of what it means to live the Christian baptized life in this world, what the duties are of a Christian, not to be saved, but because we are saved. We have been loved by God. And so how do we then in turn love God and love our neighbor? We heard about that in those second five weeks. But now today, we hear about God's grace in the healing of the deaf man from Mark 7. And not only will we hear of God's grace, but we will hear of its divine sufficiency, that it's all we need in our lives on this side of eternity. With that, let's begin our podcast with the hymn, Praise the Almighty.
open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. The Old Testament lesson for this twelfth Sunday after Trinity is written in the 29th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 17th verse. Isn't it yet a little while, and Lebanon will be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field will be regarded as a forest? In that day, the deaf will hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind will see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The humble also will increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless is brought to nothing, and the scoffer ceases, and all those who are alert to do evil are cut off, who cause a person to be indicted by a word, and lay a snare for one who reproves in the gate, and who deprive the innocent of justice with false testimony." Therefore, the Lord who redeemed Abraham says concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no longer be ashamed, neither shall his face grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in the middle of him, they will sanctify my name. Yes, they will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. They also who err in spirit will come to understanding, and those who grumble will receive instruction. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. The Epistle 
is written in the third chapter of the second epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the fourth verse. Brothers, such confidence we have through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to account anything as from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the service of death, written engraved on stones, came with glory, so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly on the face of Moses for the glory of his face, which was passing away, won't service of the Spirit be with much more glory? For if the service of condemnation has glory, the service of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For most certainly, that which has been made glorious has not been made glorious in this respect, by reason of the glory that surpasses. For if that which passes away was with glory much more that which remains is in glory. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, O Lord, deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy, and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding, that I may know thy testimonies. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Again, Jesus departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon and came to the Sea of Galilee, through the middle of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside from the multitude, privately, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat, and touched his tongue. Looking up into heaven, he sighed, and said to him, Ephephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, so much the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The dead don't hear. The dead don't talk. The dead are deaf and mute because there is no life in them. Today in the gospel, we encounter a man who is both deaf and unable to speak plainly. And actually, the Greek word there means that the man cannot speak rightly, or more literally, that he cannot speak in an orthodox way, a normal way, a right way. That's what the Greek word is there. It means orthodox. Now, in our day, we are not unfamiliar with such disabilities as this man faces. Many today also suffer from being deaf and mute. And all around us are those suffering from different disabilities, such as blindness, cognitive disabilities, brain injuries, disabilities of, no, of mobility, people that are unable to walk or move, and so on. And that can also remind us of our own physical detriments as well, whether they are disabilities or otherwise. Some of us can't see without glasses. Some of us can't function without medication. Some of us feel the effects of an illness, whether it's short or long-term. Some feel the effects of tragic, tragic accidents. Some feel the effects just of getting older. Over the past five years, and especially over the past few weeks, my family and I have seen this. I've seen such effects. My father, at the young age of 71, is suffering a cancer that has spread through his bones. He's a Vietnam Navy veteran who went through boot camp and sailed across the world into war. Before his retirement, he worked 30 years in a factory. When I was a kid, he was a man who would scoop me up in his arms and carry me around, who would put me on his shoulders as we'd play. And now with cancer, he is a man who has been weakened, who has little energy because the cancer steals it from him, among other things. The strong man I knew has now had his strength taken from him because of this nasty cancer, which many of you have seen loved ones suffer from as well. Maybe you've suffered from it too. So that when we picture this man from our gospel who is deaf and unable to speak, what he reminds us of is ourselves, our disabilities, our physical detriments, our various physical needs, our illnesses. Yet what does all that show us? What does it mean for this man to be deaf and unable to speak rightly? What does it mean that there are those among us that are unable to see or walk or move? What does it mean that our bodies are breaking down from cancer or illness or accident or age? It means that we are not sufficient in ourselves for life. It means we are to die. Like the dead. The man in our gospel cannot hear or speak. Like the dead, we cannot see. Like the dead, we cannot move. Like the dead, we have no strength in us. But we're not just speaking about physical needs anymore, are we? Because what our physical needs, our detriments, our disabilities, what they reveal, what our journey to the graves show us is that we were spiritually dead. Remember, the dead don't hear, the dead don't talk, the dead don't see, the dead don't move. The dead are deaf, dumb, blind, motionless, because there is no life in them. And that's how we were spiritually. That's how many out there are right now spiritually. They're dead. They are deaf to God. They are unable to hear his word of law or gospel, either because they have never heard it truly spoken or because they reject it, refusing to hear it, because they don't realize they are deaf to it. And any that are deaf to God, they are not able to speak rightly. They are unable to speak rightly to God in confession or prayer. They are unable to proclaim the true God, instead speaking wrongly or unorthodoxly. Proclaiming instead their own religion, their own works, or even that there is no God despite all the evidence to the contrary such that they are unable with their tongue to praise God, instead using their tongue to praise other gods. On our own, 
We are not spiritually or physically sufficient in and of ourselves for life. So that spiritually, we are like this man in our gospel. We are deaf and unable to speak rightly on our own. On our own, we are unable to hear God, unable to hear our neighbor and his needs, unable to love him, unable to speak to God or our neighbor. Spiritually deaf and unable to speak, we are shut up and closed in among ourselves, isolated in ourselves, with no communion with God, with no fellowship with our neighbor, with no hope. On our own, we are spiritually dead. And the dead don't hear. The dead don't talk. Because of themselves, there is no life in them. That is why the crowds brought this deaf man to Jesus. For here they bring this hopeless man to the only one who gives hope. And see the grace which our Lord bestows upon this man as he gives special attention to his needs. Here our Lord brought the man aside from the crowd so our Lord could stand with him face to face and so that the man's entire attention could be just on the Christ. Then our Lord lovingly cares for the man's needs. And just as the springs of water sprung from the ground at creation, so water springs here from our Lord's mouth as he spits on his hands. Just as our Lord's fingers in the clay shaped and formed Adam, so our Lord's fingers enter this man's ears and touch the man's tongue. Just as our Lord stood face to face with Adam at creation and sighed the breath of life from the heavens into him, so our Lord here looked up to heaven from where all life comes and sighs life into this man so that his ears have life, his tongue now has life. Just as the word of the Lord created mankind in his image, so the word of the Lord here, Ephephatha opens the man's ears and loosens the man's tongue. Notice that our Lord here is not acting like some weird stranger invading this man's personal space by strangely touching him. No, no, no. See instead how our Lord recreates the man's ears and the man's tongue so that where he was dead... He is now made anew with life from above. And this man is not just brought back to life in his hearing or his speaking, but he's brought back to life spiritually. For not only can the man speak, but he now speaks rightly. What he speaks is now orthodox in what he says. That is to say, from the water and word which flowed from our Lord, this man can now hear the words of our Lord. He can confess himself a sinner in need. He can repent. He can hear the gospel. He can speak the wonderful works of the Lord and praise him rightly because he has been given life. He can confess that he is not sufficient in and of himself but that God's grace has been poured out upon his physical and spiritual poverty and need. He can confess that he is now sufficient in Christ and Christ alone who has given him life. The dead don't talk, but the living do. The deaf don't hear, but the living do. The deaf don't give praise to God, but the living give praise because the living have been given life by our Lord. As it was for the blind man, so it is and will be for you. For it is by the crowds of the church, whether your parents or grandparents, relatives or friends, that you were brought to Christ at the font. And it was they who begged the Lord to lay his hand on you, who begged him to make haste and deliver you and help you. And it was at the font where you were brought to the fountain of water which flowed from our Lord's side, where our Lord took the water in his pierced hands and recreated you anew with his fingers 
everywhere and anywhere you were dead, he recreated you. Your ears, your tongue, your eyes, your body, your heart, both physically and spiritually. There at the font, he took all your sin and disability and illness and pain and sickness and cancer and took them into himself and brought them to the cross. And in the font is where Christ crucified stood with you and still stands with you face to face where he looks to heaven and sighs, breathing the breath of his life into you as he lowered his head and died for you. It is at the font where you are recreated in his image at his word in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, so that spiritually at the font you are given life in Christ. You are made righteous in him so that now, your ears can hear the word of God, taught and preached, and your tongue can pray and sing his praises, where he can speak the faith as you did at your confirmation. Now you can move. You can come to his altar with all the saints and see him face to face as you eat his body and drink his blood. Where in our baptism... We find ourselves now brought into communion with God and fellowship with all the saints here on earth and there in heaven. In this life, we will face the day of our death. But in Christ, it is only a death of body and not of spirit. For in him we will remain alive. And alive in him we will wait, as we do right now with all the saints past and present, for the day our Lord will return and tell our graves, Ephephatha, that is, be open. And opened, we will be raised in our bodies, created anew by the fingers, water, and word of our Lord, where our baptisms will be completed where we will find ourselves sufficient in Christ, never again to suffer from disability, old age, illness, or cancer, because he has done all things well. From dying for our sins and rising from the grave so we may have hope, so that we may be sufficient in him. At church, we gather in our baptism we continue to be molded and recreated by the hands and fingers of Christ in the hearing of his word. In our baptism, he strengthens us with the food of immortality at the altar. And when we gather at the altar and we feast, we leave, no longer as deaf men, but now as part of the crowds who surround Jesus so that we may now, like those crowds who brought the deaf man to Christ, we too may bring the deaf to Christ by inviting them to join us in church. And may we not invite those that don't believe, those that are deaf, thinking that we ourselves can make them hear or speak. No, 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 no. We invite them to church lovingly to bring them to Christ so that he can bring them aside privately, have them focus on him alone, and recreate them anew in him at the font, so they can be alive. For the deaf don't hear, the dead don't talk, but the living do, because their sufficiency, our sufficiency, our life, our worthiness, our righteousness, is in Christ and his grace alone. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. Almighty and merciful God, of whose only gift it comes that your faithful people do unto you true and laudable service, grant, we beseech you, that we may so faithfully serve you in this life that we fail not finally to attain your heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily, we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended 
Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. Lord of heaven and earth, you govern all things and care for your children. Be with those who suffer from last Sunday morning's earthquake in Haiti and those who work to provide for their needs. Draw us all to the salvation found in Christ alone. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you alone can establish lasting peace. Forgive our sins, we implore you, and deliver all Americans who are in Afghanistan safely back to their country and deliver all those in Afghanistan from the tyrannical hand of our enemies, so that those whom we pray for, being strengthened by your defense, may be preserved from all danger and glorify you for the restoration of tranquility in their land. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, merciful Father, your thoughts are not our thoughts, your ways are not our ways. In your wisdom, you have permitted this disastrous wildfire in the west of America to befall upon many. We implore you, let not the hearts of your people despair, nor their faith fail, but sustain and comfort all who suffer from this affliction. Direct all efforts to attend to the injured, console the bereaved, and protect the helpless. Bring hope and healing that we may find relief and restoration. Lord, in your mercy... Hear our prayer. O God, most merciful Creator, without your care and preservation, all things wither and die. Open the windows of heaven and send bountiful rain on us to revive and renew the land. Graciously hear our prayer that we may praise and glorify your name forever and ever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, 
before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Praise him and magnify him forever. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls, and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Matins Podcast. You are, as always, invited to join us next week as we look to celebrate the Festival of the Martyrdom of St. John the Baptist on August 29th. For the hymnody in this podcast, the final closing hymn was from the Musicians of Christ the King, and all remaining hymns came from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off. <music>